All right, what's going on, everybody? Welcome to Straight Like That, the podcast hosted by me, Camille Manzor, Instagram's favorite half brown boy. Um, today, I've got a very special guest with me. Um, I worked alongside her during her sophomore and junior year of high, no, sorry, junior and senior year of high school. Um, she's got a lot of accolades, so I got to read it off the computer right now. She was named Offensive Player of the Year in 2018, 19, and 2021, and she was a three-time captain of her high school team. She was an all-conference player in 2018, 19, and 2021. She was also named to the 2020 South Region ODP Regional Team, and she was named to the 2021 ECNL Mid-Atlantic All-Conference Team. Her freshman year at Syracuse, she played all 17 games and tied one assist. My my good friend, Kendall Lauder. What's going on, Kendall? Hi, thanks for having me. Man, I'm excited. I'm very excited. So let's just get straight to it. Um, how'd you get into this sport at a young age? Um, so I kind of just played around with different sports when I was younger. But when I, this is the story my parents told me, at least when I was three, I was begging them to start soccer. And... So they took me to my first practice, and I cried the entire time. They had to convince all the other parents there that they weren't forcing me to play, that I asked to do it. Um, And my parents took me home, and they were like, you don't have to keep playing if you don't want. And I was like, no, I want to try it. I want to try it. So we went back, and in my first game at Stryker Soccer Center, not necessarily real soccer, but I did score five goals. In your first game? In my first game. Five in one game? Yep. Okay. At three years old. So... The rest is history. We went from there. Okay. And I played right. at Strikers for a while. Okay. And you kept playing every year of your life yep, throughout? Yep. Never took a year off. Okay. Um, let me see what's going on. Did you play any other sports while growing up too? I played just about everything. I was okay. really involved with gymnastics, tennis, and track. Those were my main ones, but I also played basketball, did some dance, just about everything you could think of. Okay. So why'd you stay with soccer? I just loved it the most. Every time I like got to a point where it was like for gymnastics, they wanted me to start practicing on Saturdays. And my parents were like, well, she has soccer on Saturdays. So then it was like kind of making a choice. And every time I got to that point with a different sport, I always just picked soccer. I just always loved it more than everything else. Okay. The hardest one to decide between was definitely track, which I didn't play school soccer in middle school because I had picked track instead. And I loved it. And it was nearing spring of freshman year when I had to decide which one I was going to play for high school. And knowing that I was hopefully going to continue with soccer beyond high school, I decided to do that instead of track, which was one of the hardest decisions I've ever made. But yeah, it always just outweighed the other sports. Did you play club soccer while in middle school, doing middle school track? Yes. I, I played in middle school. I played tennis basketball and track and I was always doing yes and I was always doing soccer club soccer throughout those okay okay um were you always on like the first team or the a team or top team while growing up during those youth years for the most part definitely I the first time I wasn't necessarily on the top team was in fourth fifth grade Um, After fourth grade, a bunch of my teammates, because our club was like switching to a different club, Mm -hmm. and a bunch of my teammates and I 
um, were trying to decide what we were going to do, and we all decided we were going to go to a different club. But all of them made that team except for me. So I ended up staying at our current club that had switched. And I was on the top team there, but it didn't feel like the top team because it wasn't necessarily the team I wanted to be on. Um, And the year after that, I switched to formerly Carolina Rapids, and I was Mm -hmm. on the top team there. And for the entirety from sixth grade to senior year, I was on the top team. Did they ever tell you why you didn't make that, that first team? Um, not really, but the coach was really regretful. He asked me to try out the yeah, next year, be. and I didn't really want to go back. And okay. those girls who made that team are still some of my best friends to this day who tell me that they wish I was on that team. And I kind of think about it a lot because, like, the trajectory that they were on for college and stuff like that was a lot different, being on that team and just getting a lot more opportunities and exposure. Mm-hmm. So I think about what could have happened if I did end up on that team, but I think that my path and the story that I created was the best for me. So okay. I'm really happy with how things worked out. So since middle school, you knew you wanted to go to college and play? Um, Not definitively, okay. but I knew I'd didn't really ever want to stop soccer so it made sense to go to play in college and then in high school is when I kind of like more realistically got into the idea of playing in college okay okay so in high school you think that's when you realized I could go D1 yeah I mean I was definitely not necessarily it felt like I was behind in the process because a lot of those same teammates who were on that team were committing freshman year like my best friend committed to Clemson freshman year and so I was like I'm barely even talking to schools like I'm so behind and my coaches weren't necessarily wanting us to make decisions so young but I did it on my own timeline and it still worked out that she is someone I'm competing against now we're going to talk about the recruiting process a little later on because that's that's interesting um so while you were in in middle school and playing all these club levels was there like a coach that kind of stood out to you and you like kind of pulled you aside and like took care of you and like trained you and saw like you know the potential that you have I would say the first year that a coach really got me to excel and like realize that I was good was in seventh grade my coach Ray he just was amazing and Shout that out was coach Ray. <laughs> yeah and that was the first year that I was like I can do this like I'm he just made me feel like I was great at soccer and like that I could continue and do anything within the sport. Now, I guess the opposite. Was there a coach? We don't got a name drop. Was there a coach that kind of, you know, prevented your growth in the game or anything made you feel, you know, uncomfortable with how you play and stuff like that? I honestly can think of a couple. Okay. Um, <laughs> See, that's the problem. See, this is why I brought the podcast up, man. We want to go to the, to the root, root of these problems. Yeah, there's... A few, club, high school, all that. Yeah, that no names. <laughs> no names. I wasn't necessarily um, being pushed to my abilities and like they didn't necessarily believe in me okay. as much as they should have. Yeah, there's a few. Okay, all right. Well, that's unfortunate. Let's see. So you get to high school and that's when you said you realize you can go D1. So did you start the whole recruiting process as a freshman, like entering freshman year? Or talk to me about... That whole process freshman year I didn't really contact many coaches but I was going to ID camps so that they could okay. like start seeing me play and then well the and rules are you, different now can you explain like what an ID camp is for those who don't know for those who don't know an ID camp is basically just when you go to the school get to visit the school and play in front of the coach okay. with different girls anyone who signs up to play basically 
Um, and then sometimes people will invite you to ID camps if they are you're on their radar and they want to see you play. Okay. Um, but yeah, I was doing a lot of that, and the rules are different now for like the age that you can start contacting coaches. But that didn't change until I was like well within the recruiting process uh-huh. of being able, because you're not supposed to start talking to coaches now until June fifteenth after your sophomore year which was way different from when I was going through it because girls were committing in freshman year and eighth grade and stuff like that. Um, So, yeah, I did that. Then going into sophomore years when I started, like, really contacting people and, like, talking to schools. And then at that June 15 date um, after my sophomore year, because I had a lot of, of showcases that summer was when it, like, all really picked up and I was really talking to schools. And then junior year was, like just completely like always on the phone with coaches always emailing coaches inviting coaches to games okay. whatever it may be okay so how many this is like a rough estimate how many id camps did you go to um somewhere between 15 and 20 probably and they're all in this region yeah for the most part all pretty nearby okay. the furthest one would I went to one in, like, South Florida somewhere, which was, like, a bunch of different schools, okay. which got me a lot of exposure. Um, and then Syracuse. Okay. And Sy- that's where you met Syracuse? That's actually not. I, okay. um, summer after my sophomore year, we played in San Diego for the ECNL Nationals. And I, when we would get those showcase lists of, like, who what schools were attending, I would kind of just look at it and be like if I remotely would want to attend this school I'm going to email them okay. and it wasn't the most like personalized email but like whatever I would send them an email and that was one of the schools I reached out to for that showcase and they came to two of my games and saw me play there and then they emailed me after asking to talk on the phone and then I kind of started communicating with them but if you ask my parents they'll tell you that I got really nervous and thought that they like didn't like me anymore because one the assistant coach that I had mainly been communicating with who is one of my coaches now okay. um she like wasn't responding to my texts and emails as much as she had originally been so I was like they don't want me anymore like all this stuff mm-hmm. and then when they were playing Wake Forest near here I had a game the day before that in Greensboro so it was like pretty close okay. and she came to watch that game and that was in October. And then the next time they saw me play was December at the ECNL Greer Showcase. And they came to two of those games. And this is all throughout my junior year. Okay. And then um, in January, we went to the ECNL Florida Showcase. And they came to, I want to say, all three of my games there. And then February, well, after that showcase, they invited me to take my unofficial visit and um do the id camp that same weekend so i went up in like late february like right before covid and february 2020 yeah and then i visited did the id camp that went really well and i met every like a ton of players all the coaches some of the like support staff and everything and then Mm -hmm. beginning of march is when i got my offer um but then obviously a lot of things changed okay so it kind of COVID definitely took a toll on the recruiting process for me okay um but yeah that is my process with Syracuse at least all right so let's go back a little bit when you talk about the emails well, what are you saying in these emails like you're interested in the program 
Yeah, basically just expressing interest in the program. If they were, like, a school well-known for their academics, I would mention that as well. Um, And then I always, like, tried to put, like, a touch of my personality in there just Mm. so it didn't sound so generic. And Mm. um, so, yeah, I would always close my emails with, hope you can come watch me rock number nine this weekend or something like okay. that. Okay, touch a candle in the yeah. email. Okay, all right. So then they reply and they get you on the phone. What are y'all talking about on the phone? It honestly depends on the school. I had okay. one school who he sent me a list of questions that he wanted me to think about before we talked on the phone and it was random stuff. Like if you were a like part on a bike, what part would you be? And like different things like that just what? to get to know me because a lot of what these coaches want when they're talking to you on the phone is to like get to know you outside of being a soccer player because okay. that's so much of like what the program is. Like you're not just with them as a soccer player, you're yeah, with them yeah, as a human and you want yeah. your team to be composed of decent human beings. Right, right. And so that's like some of the capacity they're getting to know you in and like getting to know your family and just like your life in general so that stuff obviously soccer stuff as well and like i get to ask questions about the program and all that but Mm. yeah mostly just getting to know you aside from who you are as a soccer player did you ever have a call that like felt like more of an interview than a conversation not necessarily um there was one school i was talking to where i was like i was sticking with having phone calls with them and stuff because it was a good school but the um phone calls kind of felt like a chore to do and I wasn't necessarily looking forward to them which is kind of how I knew that wasn't the school for me okay but that school the coach actually actually asked me to talk to one of the girls on the phone and after I talked to her and like kind of got a feel for like the more genuine side like hearing it from a player is way different than hearing it from a coach I kind of knew that I did not really want to go there okay all right see that's good you knew that so uh, it's safe to say that the conversations with with Syracuse were were blessed and and good conversations and everything yeah always great okay all right actually you know what we've we've been fast forwarding all over the place (laughs) I want to bring it back to when you were a junior so you're saying junior year is when you were heavy in the recruiting process and everything did that like kind of motivate you your junior year in school soccer because I I was an assistant coach on this team and she was on a madness that year it was the COVID year 2020 February to like March-ish we had seven eight games I think Mm -hmm. you had nine goals and 15 assists and you were playing pissed off did you have any motivation from the whole recruiting process to go and show out every game I think maybe subconsciously. Okay. Um, it was, I mean, I had my, I had been talking to schools and stuff, but I knew that, like, I wanted to make a decision, hopefully, at some point in my junior year, and I was, mm-hmm. like, since club soccer was not done, but basically done because we weren't in season anymore, mm-hmm. I knew this was kind of, like, my last chance to show out for a school, okay. and so I was, like, I need to get these stats and, like, just do my thing so that... Yeah. I can present this to any schools that I'm currently talking to. Right. No, because I've never seen something like this before where you're playing right wing and the other team's coach is telling the left back and the center back to go double you. She, the coach is literally yelling, get on number nine, and it didn't work. Every single time you get the ball, you mash it up, goal. Every single time. Mm-hmm. How'd that make you feel? Like when the opposing team is like, nah, that, that's the player we got to stop. And they couldn't. Junior year was definitely, like, a boost of confidence for me as a soccer player. I think 
school soccer in general was always like very worry free for me because it was like I'm just having fun and like especially canon soccer we didn't have many expectations to be good and so I was always just like there to just kind of have fun and like play soccer without the stress that comes with club soccer sometimes and I think that year I just kind of took it to a new level of like I'm just gonna do what I want and have fun and Mm -hmm. play my best so that was although short probably the most fun season of soccer I've ever had when we're I think it might have been the first time in history that Cannon mercy ruled someone and nine that was zero great. overnight trip <laughs> nine zero that was awesome and like even things in that game like I'm basically standing on the goal line and rather than getting another goal for no reason I pass it to someone who doesn't usually get yeah, into games and yeah, she yeah. scores like yeah. things like that that I just made that. it so enjoyable that's crazy and uh, so I'm assuming junior year that was the year that you realized okay I'm I'm different. I'm better than everyone on the field right now, high school wise. No, seriously, you can you could, you could talk that talk that talk. I mean, I had yes, definitely a lot of okay. confidence in myself as a player, and okay. like I was kind of patting myself on the back for how I was playing, and okay. like it was always nice, like walking to our cars after a game, and like all the parents just like saying things to me about how well I played because like sometimes you hear it, but like it's nice when you hear it and you also feel it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. no, I get that. Um, Shoot, let's get to uh, positions, I guess. So you were telling me off camera that your favorite position is right back, and that's your preferred position. Why? I have always liked the responsibility that comes with being a defender. Like, I like being the last line and knowing how important my job is to defend and stop someone. And I feel so much like... I think I'm using my speed more when I'm able to track someone down and stop them whereas like playing forward and using my speed it's fun but like I just love that responsibility of like how important it is that I take the ball and stop this person and then also getting to incorporate attacking because of how my club and Syracuse now plays our outside backs it's a very attacking minded position where you're getting up the field and so I love being able to like still serve crosses, play good through balls and all that stuff, but also defend at the same time. So you enjoy defending too. Mm-hmm. Wow. What formation do you play at Syracuse? Four four three usually. Okay, and the wing, like the outside backs are flying forward. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. So let's talk about your injury. That happened when? Well, initially it happened in January of twenty twenty. At this is your junior year. Yes, okay. at that ID camp. Um, that I said I went to in Florida. Um, That was a great weekend, and it happened, I think, the first first or second day. It was three days long. It happened, I think, the second day, actually. And I I came off the field, and I was like, that does not feel very good. What was it? I couldn't really tell. I knew it was some upper leg, hip, groin area. Okay. And, but the next game that I had to play, it was the last game of the day, and... It was um, in front of the Stanford coach, which was my absolute dream school. So I was like, I'm not worrying about this. Like, I'm just going to play, and I'll figure out what's hurting tomorrow. And I played out of my mind. It was, like, not a full game. I think we played, like, a half in total, but I it was insane. And, like, all the girls on my team who, like, on my team for the ID camp were coming up to me after being like, he kept saying things about you. He loved you, and that was, like everything to me because like playing for Paul Ratcliffe was my absolute dream at the time and I talked to him after 
and like at that day we had a good conversation and then I talked to him on the phone a couple times but because of COVID that situation and offer didn't necessarily work out the way that I would have dreamed it to mm-hmm. um but that was when I initially got hurt and then I spent a while before um junior year like junior season trying to get better so I actually played my ID camp at Syracuse where they saw me for the last time before I got my offer hurt and did they know they did know okay so you let everyone know that was you know involved in your recruit mm-hmm. in the process that you were hurt yeah okay and um, I still played pretty well there, so it was okay. And then I got better to the point where I had my little bit of junior season, like mm-hmm. you were saying, and taking Monster a while. Season. Monster season. <laughs> taking a while off because of COVID was definitely really good for me injury-wise. Um, so in June, we started back with club, like trying to do everything super safely and everything. Right. And then late July, I started feeling it again. And I was like, that's not good. Like, I don't really want to go through that again when our season's about to start. And so I went to the, the a sports medicine doctor or whatever, and he said that my groin was pulled and I had tendonitis in my hip flexor. And originally, like, I had never been diagnosed with anything. I didn't even really go to the doctor. I was just working with our trainer at Canon, mm-hmm. like, trying to figure out what was best for me. Um, and so then I was out for, like, six to eight weeks or so and um, missed the first couple games of the season because of that and then got better, felt great, had a really good senior club season. Um, that was in the fall? Yeah. Okay. And then... Uh, our last game of the season in December, we were playing against Wilmington Hammerheads there. And I was before the game, I was like, Dave, I don't know if I can do this. Like, my hip is really hurting right now. I don't know what it is, why mm. it's back randomly, but I do not feel great. And he was so like, coming waves. Yeah. Okay. But honestly, throughout the season, I felt really good. Like, there were some times where I was like feeling it a little bit, but for mm. the most part, like, I was playing great. I was feeling great. It was not anything and then that last game came and I did not feel very good and he was like just try to give me one more game if you can and I was like okay played the entire 90 minutes and I was like miserable after and then took a couple days um wasn't really sure what it was and then we had like our little Christmas break kind of thing and we start back usually like like January 2nd or something like right after New Year's and um I was playing for a little but then I'd be like I can't keep going and our trainer was just just like sitting me out and then I asked her to get me another appointment with the sports medicine doctor and he said it looks like the same thing like it's okay you can do physical therapy again so I was doing physical therapy but it was a lot different than the first time I had done it because the first time was more like exercise based and this time was like very like massage and mobility and just like trying to work on it and I did like dry needling and stuff like that and um then I was it was like five weeks later and I wasn't feeling any better and I was like I don't think that this is helping like I need to do something else and then and your senior year season's approaching exactly and I asked my doctor if they could do an MRI because I knew that it felt different than the first time um but he didn't really want to do one and then uh, eventually we got him to agree there was a whole bunch of drama with like insurance approving it and stuff like that Mm -hmm. and then once that got fixed it was 
late February at this point. So the season had already started and I was missing games, practices, all that. And then we, in early March, got my MRI results. And after switching doctors, because I was just not really happy with how my original doctor was treating the whole situation, Mm -hmm. I switched to a hip specialist, which was much better. And he looked at the MRI immediately and was like, your labrum is torn. And torn labrum. Like, yeah. So you've been playing with a torn labrum so for how many months? Eight months? Honestly, I can't pinpoint exactly when it happened. I don't know okay. if it happened that game in December, if that's what it was all along back in August. Like, okay. I don't really know. Okay. Um, so torn labrum. Yeah. Okay. And then he was like, it needs to be surgically repaired, but, like, when you do that is up to you. And he, he said, it's not going to get worse, so you can play on it, but you might be in a lot of pain. Okay. And so then... I was like, well, I want to play my senior season if it's not going to get worse. So, And even then, if I had gotten surgery right then, I wouldn't have been healthy for the beginning of my Syracuse season. And oh, so, so timing I, was, was it an was issue. It was bad, okay. yeah. If I had been told originally and like not gone through the physical therapy again, right. then I probably would have gotten the surgery in January, missed the Canon season, but been good for Syracuse. Right. Um, but yeah, the timing was really bad. So I was like, I think that I can play through it enough. So I took... Like, they gave me some medicine and stuff to take throughout the season. Mm. Played canon season, and then... How'd that feel? Not great, honestly. So every game you're playing in pain? Yeah. Okay. And then um, started feeling a good bit better for my summer league last summer, which was the WPSL. And then... um, You played the whole summer? mm Mm-hmm. Okay, so after you heard you tore your labrum, you played canon, played summer. Mm Mm-hmm. And then I got a cortisone shot, like... Uh, two weeks before I went to Syracuse, and that was supposed to like fix everything, right? Have to give me a pain free season, right? And that did not do that whatsoever. Right. Um, so played the entire season on a torn labrum, and then your first year, yep, okay. And then December 20th, I finally got surgery, okay. and then just last week, I got cleared for contact five and a half months post op. And now I've been easing myself into contact this week, and the next week I'm getting back into full contact. So you never thought about getting surgery, let's say, like this past summer before going into your freshman year? I thought that I was going to be healthier and able to last longer than I was because canon season didn't feel great, but then I got around to summer and I Mm -hmm. felt not fine, but, like, for the most part pretty good Mm -hmm. each game, and I was playing for a while, like, not 90 minutes, but, like, a good bit of time each game and I felt really good so I was like okay this will be fine I can just continue and I thought it'd be even better because I had the cortisone shot right um but it was not better so it's definitely I tell a lot of people that it's my biggest regret that I didn't redshirt and just get the surgery and then Mm -hmm. I would have been good for the spring and like going into this now um so when did you get the the shot again July like end of July and when did you realize that you still in pain uh, so I got to Syracuse August 2nd, and August 3rd, we were supposed to run the beep test, and on August 2nd... That's I, a hard running test. Yeah. <laughs> August 2nd, I, I told my coach... I every time. I told my coach, I was like, I don't know if the cortisone shot is working like I was hoping it was gonna, mm. and I was like, I'm gonna try to run tomorrow, but, like, it might not work out. And I got to level, like, 14 or so, maybe, and... Then I was like, yeah, I can't do this. And we're 14? supposed to get 40. <laughs> 
14? Yeah. Oh my God. Okay. And I was like, I can't do this With anymore. With the hip? Yeah. I think I got to eight. I was healthy at 18. <laughs> and so then um, I didn't do that. I like got with my trainer a lot about like what we were gonna need to do for me to get yeah for me to get through the season, and it was lots of highs and lows. It was super unpredictable, like how long I'd be able to last, what I need to do for like different things. There were like random practices where I wouldn't play because like I was in too much pain the day before. So like the day that we traveled to go to Clemson, I didn't play in the practice that day so that I could play in the game the next day. Like, just different things like that to try to last me as long as possible. And I think that my coaches would have been way more, like, they would have pushed me way more to redshirt if it weren't for how many other injuries we had. Because we had three ACL tears, two other surgical knee things, um another girl who had a torn labrum and didn't find out until after the season um my friend broke her foot like just we had a lot of injuries so it was like really we were reaching for players so if I was at the point at all where I could give any amount of time that was better than no time like so many of my teammates were so no one in the medical staff at at Syracuse suggested that you know like maybe you should chill get the surgery take the red shirt It was too late at that point. Like, once we were realizing how bad it was, because once Mm. you play more than three games, you can't redshirt. And it had been already three games. Yeah. Wow. Wow, yeah. And it doesn't matter if it's for a minute in each game or 90 minutes in each game. If you step on the field for more than three games, then you can't redshirt. You can't redshirt. Wow, okay. And so you're doing physical therapy, like, every day? Every single day. Usually before practice, which was at 9. So I was going, like, 7.30, 8-ish every single day. For an hour? depends on what I had to do but usually and what kind of physical therapy was it there um a <clears> lot <throat> of ART which is active release training so like it's horrible just like basically pushing down on my hip and like moving so that like my joints and everything like unlock mm-hmm. um lots of that lots of like different exercises to try to strengthen the areas around my hip so that I wasn't overcompensating so much I had a lot of back issues also because when you overcompensate with your hip, that is usually what happens because they're so connected. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, trying to fix all of that and just get me, like, feeling as good as possible every single day. That's crazy, Kendall. All right, so first game, your first collegiate game. Who was it? Where was it? How did you play? How long did you play for? Um, well, so our first exhibition game was against Army, and I played for... I think like 15 or so minutes in both halves Um, and that was actually the only game of the season where I played outside back because that was before we were like too worried about how long I was going to be able to last and stuff. Um, Our first real game of the season was I want to say maybe Eastern Michigan, maybe Fairleigh Dickinson. I don't really know. Um, We had a good non-conference run like we won aside from the two exhibitions which we also won but we won our first five non-conference games and then kind of went down there yeah oh man um what game was it we just saw the video too what game was it where you uh actually scored your first goal but i don't know what the refs were on yeah, that was against Niagara, which we ended up losing. It was a really, really bad game because they were not that good. Um, but one, a girl who had a hat trick in uh-huh. that game um, is now my teammate. She transferred 
She transferred to Syracuse. Yeah. Oh, wow. Okay. And we're going to show that clip, and y'all be the judge (laughs) of whether that was offsides or not. And she had a clinical finish with the back heel like Zlatan, bro. That was crazy. Um, So, yeah, okay. So, you got the surgery in December. Mm Mm-hmm. Rehab, I'm assuming. Yep, lots. All the way until May mm-hmm. w- w- this month. How you feeling? I feel great. I yeah. mean, mentally, it's really nice to be playing soccer again. I'm very happy. And, like, physically, I've been feeling great. I am, like, in some of the best shape of my life. Because when you can't play soccer, you lift a lot. So okay. I was in the weight room a lot. And even, like, my a lot of my rehab was different strengthening stuff to get my legs and fit and everything. So, okay. yeah. All right, so what's, what's going on this summer? Tell, tell the people, what's, what were you doing this summer? This summer, uh, I'm you playing for... Labrum Good, everything. Yeah, I'm playing for the USLW Charlotte Independence team okay. um, with a lot of my former teammates, but all college girls... Um, Former teammates as in like high school club kind of level? Club okay. girls, yeah. And it's great. I mean, I love coming back and playing. Last summer was similar, but this is a higher league. It's like one step down from the NWSL. So it's like the closest pre-professional league that and you what, could what have. And what is the NWSL? NWSL is the National Women's Soccer League, which is like equivalent to the MLS. Okay. And you just one step below that. Yeah. Okay. How was the, um, what's the schedule like? And how did you get, you know in contact with the coach and make the team and all that so the coaches are like some of my former coaches so that was pretty not necessarily easy because they still invited girls and there's a lot of girls on the team who weren't at our club before um but they kind of just went through and picked girls who are still playing and girls that they wanted on the team and I couldn't they invited people to tryouts but Trats were over winter break, and I was still in crutches right. at that point. So I obviously couldn't try out, but they were confident enough in my skills that they held a roster spot for me. And all I had to do was, like, confirm that I was going to be healthy enough to play this summer. So once I got that go-ahead, then they were really ecstatic with me being able to join the team. And when you started training with them? I started training well I was like going to practices and games before but I actually started myself last week easing back into contact and stuff and then hopefully this week full contact and then a game sooner or later okay so what are some some of your upcoming goals for this summer league season and then your sophomore year at Syracuse summer league season definitely my main goal is just try to get back to who I was pre-injury even better I want to like feel (laughs) I want to feel like like I'm at my peak well not my peak but at the highest level that I can be at right and um because it's super important to me to have a good summer but my end goal is when I go back to New York in, in July so it's not necessarily everything to me to go crazy here because I want to be healthy and have the best season possible when I get back to Syracuse um goals for that are definitely like being able to become a starter playing way more now that I'm healthy and just yeah having a much better season than we did last year we have a lot of team goals outside back outside back right back yes okay you have any uh, like statistical goals you want to reach or you don't care about the numbers um I don't if I was a forward I think I'd care more about numbers okay. outside back it's harder but I mean my numbers that I usually care about are how many crosses I get off that's kind of how okay. I dictate if I had a good game or not and like I served these this many balls in the box that was like that's interesting I've never heard that before a lot of people talk about goals and assists and that's it 
Okay. And I'm assuming wins too, huh? Definitely. Okay. Clean sheets? We'll see. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So let's do this. Let's ask a couple questions um, to get to know you. And then I got some people from the Instagram page that asked you some questions. So we'll do the first one. So what is your major at Syracuse right now? Um, so I went into Syracuse undecided, but I'm switching into our communications school. It's called Newhouse. Um, and in there, I will be a magazine journalism major and minoring in photography, videography, and design. Okay. And what do you want to do with that? Basically, my dream job would be working on magazines in some capacity. Okay. So in high school, I was like really big on yearbook and... Someone yesterday at Canon graduation told me what I want to do is basically real-life yearbook, which is true. Okay. So I don't necessarily want to write. The parts I love most are, like, layout and, like, designing and all that mm-hmm. type stuff. Um, but I also would write if it came to that. So, yeah, just working on magazines in some capacity. Would you want to get into media? Possibly. Okay. It, I just kind of need to see where things go. Okay, you've got time. You're young. Um, all right, who was your role model while growing up and currently still is? Growing up, my role model was definitely always my sister. Okay. Because she's a good bit older than okay, me. Okay, there's some wholesome so, content. <laughs> um, I definitely always looked up to her. She What's the age difference? Four and a half years, but five grades. Okay. Um, and, yeah, I always looked up to her and... I always went to schools after she went there, so it was always like, oh, you're Jordan's sister, like, whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And always in those footsteps, but it was, like, good footsteps to follow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Y'all went to school together, right? Yeah. Okay. And then um, now, a lot of my roommates are actually, role models are also, are sorry, <laughs> a lot of my role models. <laughs> I was making sure you're all right for a second. Are actually, like, older girls that I'm around at Syracuse. Like, my captains, I look up to them so much, and, like, some of them wow, are like all the girls that I, <laughs> girls like people that I aspire to become like someday, and even like just not even on my team in general. But I'm just like surrounded by great people at Syracuse, uh-huh. and so like a lot of teams like lacrosse, field hockey, all of them. They have great older girls that like I look up to, and I'm like, this is the type of athlete I want to be in my sport, and also just like the kind of person like they're just great people to be around. Hey, you can go ahead and shout them out. Shout out your captains real quick. You can't just say that and not shout, <laughs> shout them out. Shout out Meg Root, Nat Weidenbach, and Jenna Tiffman. Yeah, hey, all three of y'all. Well done. You got going over here. All right, let's see. Uh, Drake or Kanye? Drake. Probably. Favorite Drake song? Ooh. Um, I don't know. I like, like, Nice for What. <laughs> what? <laughs> Out of all the songs, that one, that's, like, the Maybe most mainstream. Like, Over is a pretty good song. Wow. I was in middle school when that one came out. <laughs> okay, I'm glad you know that one. Uh, let's see. Did you ever have an opportunity to go overseas and train or play games out there? Right before COVID, um, when I made the ODP regional team, I was supposed to travel with them to different parts of Europe. And um, that was like really up in the air if we were gonna go or not junior year until like five days or something before we were supposed to leave. It got canceled because of COVID, which obviously now I'm very thankful for because right. we could have possibly gotten stuck there and that right. would have been horrible. What countries were y'all supposed to go to? Um, I know England and France, and I think there was one more. I don't really remember, though. And y'all going to train over there? Y'all going to play other teams? Uh, both. both. Games and training. Wow. That would have been a crazy opportunity. Yeah. Um, favorite assistant soccer coach ever? 
one and only. Yeah, I'm about to say there's only one answer for that one. And off camera, I did not tell her to do that. This is all genuine, wholesome content. You know how we do. Um, let's see, a couple more questions, then we'll get into that one. Uh, favorite high school moment, soccer wise. Soccer high school. Soccer wise, we can do both if you want. Um, soccer wise, I would say. Last year, senior night was a great game. I mean, well, it was actually a horrible <laughs> game, but it was a great <laughs> feeling after because Abby just went crazy in PKs, and right. that was so awesome. I personally did not make my PK, so I don't really like looking what back on that you, game. I was at that game. What happened with your PK? I just did you didn't sky it? Make I think it. You, you put it over the goal, didn't yeah. you? <laughs> horrible. We're so, not going to talk about that. That's yeah, okay. We don't need to talk about that. Actual <laughs> leading up to it, but like the feeling of winning was okay, great. Okay. And also there was definitely some like really good times junior year soccer. Like the overnight was super fun. Um, beating Greensboro Day in overtime was super fun. Okay. All that. Okay. You got any off the field memories that, you know, are your favorite? There were so many senior year like different things. Um I can't even pick, honestly. There too was many, so much too many stuff. Yeah. That's fine. Uh, let's see. How about this favorite college moment so far? Soccer and on the field and off the field. Soccer was definitely in our Louisville game, which was the game that I had my assist in. My parents were there, which they only came to like three or four home games. Okay. So the fact that they were there, one, was awesome. And then when I had that assist, which tied it, was awesome and we like ran over to the bench and the whole boys team was there so that was super fun and we mm. just like it was probably our biggest fan section that we had all season so it was just like great energy great what time. was that assist like um i got the ball like a little over midfield and then i just like slipped one in a through ball and my teammate ran on onto it and chipped the keeper chip the keeper Ooh, hey, if we find film tag, we gotta put that on there. <laughs> wow. Okay. Uh, let's see. What else did I have on here? Oh, off the field. You didn't say that. Oh. Um, off the field. I don't know. There's been so many good times. Probably, um, just recently, actually, like maybe a month or so ago, our apartments have like there's one spot where there's like a giant field and everyone just calls it the field mm -hmm. and so it's like if it's really warm which it's often not in Syracuse um <laughs> if it's really warm everyone will go and like have a field day or whatever and just like hang out on the field and different okay. games and stuff and one day we were out there for like the entire day and I actually had to go to class but I had to give a speech and I was the first one to go so I told my professor that um, I had a soccer event because I just like could not sit in there for that long. So I gave my speech and I left, and then I went back and hung out on the field because the vibes were just so good. I could not stay in class. Okay, you gotta take uh, yeah any chance you can. So I got you. That was great. Like every basically every single athlete was out there. We were just hanging out, like playing volleyball, playing soccer, just doing a bunch of different stuff. No, that sounds lit. Okay, all right. Let's go to a couple of questions real quick from the IG page. So, first question: hardest opponent so far, and why? And, I mean, it could be college or high school or club. Definitely college. Um, okay. We had a stretch where we played number one, two, and three in the country back-to-back. -back. What schools so, were there? Um, UVA, Duke, and um, Florida State. Okay. So that was so hard. Each, so you're saying all three uh, games were hard? Definitely. I mean, ACC soccer for men and women, but definitely <clears throat> women is like the 
peak of soccer. Like, you don't get better than ACC. And so we're playing the best teams all the time. So lots of difficult games. Those were actually not our worst results. So if we're talking results-wise, then that would be Clemson. But... (laughs) um, I guess it might be uh, more so for you. So where was it like you were like, wow, I'm... This, this is it. I'm in college, and these, these girls are just as good as me. Probably Notre Dame, because that was our first ACC game. So okay. I was like, this is legit. Like, yeah, different level. Yeah. Okay. All right, next question is, uh, what is a day in the life for a college athlete? Um, I know you can answer this for a while. Let's just summarize it. Yeah, basically, well, you have to think, because, like, in-season and out-of-season are like, completely different. Right. So I'll give, like, brief for both. In-season... Okay. For me, at least with our practice block, it looked like waking up in the morning, either having rehab or just going straight to practice, and then after that, just having all your classes, and then whenever that ends, homework and stuff at night, free time, hanging out, whatever you want to do at night. Um, that was kind of like our usual during the week, and then games are obviously way different. But um, then out of season, we our practice block was a little bit later, so I had class before. So I'd go to class, then have rehab, then I obviously wasn't practicing, but I would be at practice. Right. And then um, classes after, and then still, like, my night's free. So, okay. yeah. All right, so then another question is, what is the best piece of advice you've ever received? And then if you ever have, what is the worst piece of advice you received? Um, some of the best advice I've received was actually, like, the day after I moved into Syracuse, one of my former coaches sent me a really long video of just, like, of him talking and some of the stuff he said in there just about, like, soccer-wise and, like, different things that I was going to face and, like, how I could tackle it and, like, just, like, really believing in myself and stuff. That was some of the best advice I've ever received. Um, worst? I don't know if I have specific words or like anything that comes to mind but i definitely could think of some people who have not given great advice okay we're not naming <laughs> we're not gonna do that to them all right and the last question before we wrap this up big game let's see y'all got night games at syracuse yeah okay what time seven o'clock start yeah okay so y'all arrive around what time um i personally like to get to the locker room really early so okay. for a seven o'clock game we would need to be in the locker room at like five ish i'm probably getting there sometime between like 3 30 and 4 okay so when arriving to, to the facility what's the pre-game drip looking like horrible usually wow what do you mean <laughs> if it's warm then i'm probably in a t-shirt and shorts not anything special no special shoes or anything when it got colder usually like a hoodie and sweatpants nothing special at all nothing no like nothing no flavor not really the only way i like kind of spice up my uniform and stuff is just like i like to wear like colorful and fun nike pros under my shorts but that's about it Nah, we got to change that. <laughs> Sophomore year, Kendall, you go shopping this summer. Go to some stores. Get, get your outfits right. And I expect, like, some some real hard pre-game tunnel pictures in, this, in the, what, the fall? Yeah. Okay. All right. You promise? <laughs> sure. All right, because we, we don't do none of that, man. All right, so, Kendall, thank you for joining, talking about all kinds of stuff. Hopefully, everyone that was listening enjoyed it. Um, but, yeah, thank you for coming. This thank was a special moment me. to me, Kendall, too. I seen you when you were young. Not sure, grown woman. <laughs> but yeah, all right. Thank you guys for tuning in. Hopefully, I have another episode coming out real soon. Stay tuned.
Peace.